When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I am not Fergus Craig, I'm Paul Doolan and I'm joined today by Dave Watson on the phone. Hello Dave. Hello Paul fucking Doolan. Yeah, <laughs> Dave just <laughs> found out my middle name begins with an F and thinks it might be for fucking. I think I'd have preferred that at school, which is slightly better than Francis. Marginally. Oh. Yeah. Francis isn't the worst middle name. It's not I mean, the my worst. Middle name, my middle name's Campbell, which I think is pretty strong. Yeah. But when you're growing up in the in the northeast, then everybody else's middle name is like John or you know Jordan or something like that. John or Jordan? <laughs> They're two quite different names to go for. Well, no, you know, because there was a, a period where everybody was called Jordan or you know whatever. So when people were talking about middle names, and mine's Campbell. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit posh for Seton Sluice, you know. Yeah, can, you can't have a surname as a first name if you live in the northeast, Dave. That's just yeah. that's not going to work. Oh, I'm David Campbell Watson. Although well, the oh, weirdest weirdest middle name I've ever heard. There was a kid at our school, and it had like it was like a not even double barreled middle name, but like a really long middle name. Can you guess what it was? Uh, Maximilian. No, it was. And I promise you this is true. The Newcastle Natter is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit £50, or up to £50, and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. That was his middle name. Jesus, that's, that's a mouthful. His parents had predicted that's... online gambling before it happened. That's how <laughs> prescient they were. Right, that bullshit out of the way. Well done, we mate. had a game at the weekend. <laughs> that was one of the better ones. Come yeah. on. Okay, yeah. we had Watford at home. We were yeah. all a bit worried about it, and we were right to be. 3 0. Yeah, I don't think any of us expected it to be quite as bad as that because it wasn't just another loss. Because most of the losses this season have been, you know, quite close. 
and tight and one goal either way. This was just fucking terrible performance across the board. I don't think anybody really had a good game. Uh, Murphy was Murphy all right. Murphy possibly, but, yeah, but nobody Yeah, but possibly. Nobody looked great. It's so weird because the start of this season, or the bulk of this season, we've been pretty much like Burnley where you thought, we'll either win or lose by one goal, but we're going to be solid. And yeah. that just seems to have gone out the window the last three games, really. Yeah, I think. That, I mean, part of the part of that reason is obviously the switch to the four four two, and that leaves us a little bit more open at the back, and but should afford our forwards more opportunities going, you know, going forward. I think a lot of people are a bit. Um, they're asking, well, why have we switched to that when four two three one was working, you know, to a fashion, but. You've got to bear in mind the players that Benitez has available. I mean, we did, we don't have we didn't have Hayden or Marino, um, and we didn't have Atsu. So that's quite a few of that four-two-three-one. The, the pivotal players of that of that formation um, and missing Lascelles at the back is huge because he clearly he's clearly the guy that leads the team and organises the defence. And somebody on Twitter actually raised a good point that because that Shelby was captain and it reminded this guy of Colaccini as captain and where there was... He was trying to lead by example rather than inspiring the, the or shouting at or anything else for the teammates. So a lot of... a lot of He was trying to hit like the, the long balls and he was trying to score from, you know, 30 yards or whatever, but it's just... He's not a leader, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I sort of, I feel a bit different to most Newcastle fans about Shelby this season. We've had basically a lot of people saying he should be first name on the team sheet. He's had 10 games this season, no goals, no assists. And just, like when we used to have Ginola and Keegan never expected him to defend because he was a luxury player. It's sort of like we do that with Shelby, but without the attacking benefits and him and Diarme in the middle I think for all the praise Benitez has had this season for sort of tactical acumen putting those two in the middle was just asking to be overrun yeah certainly if you're, if you're playing a 4-4-2 you're, you're expecting if, if you're playing a 4-4-2 you really need your uh, the, the defensive minded player or the player that you put there to really put a shift in, he's going to have to do a lot of dirty work. He's going to have to be up and down the pitch more than anybody else. He's going to have to be side to side to protect the flanks when the the fullbacks bomb on. Um, and with Mo Diame as the only option, the only real option in, in the centre of midfield, you can't. You, like I, I, I well, I, he's I, not really no the only that. option, though, is he? We've got Saive and we've got all those in the reserves, Jack Colback. Who can play well, there? Yeah, but Jack and we Colbert, do know Saive was once rated one of the best potential footballers in the world in that <laughs> poll we saw the other week. So, oh, as a seventeen-year-old, but he's been—I can understand picking Diame ahead of those two because Jack Colback is is obviously just never going to play for Newcastle yeah. United again um, unless we're absolutely down to bare bones and. On this side, there, you've got to say pretty much the same is true. Uh, you can't see him getting it. And he's not a defensive midfield player. He, Saive was signed, surprise, surprise, as an attacking midfielder. 
in you know God, we used to have tons under previous of managers. Yeah, and we could really I, do with some of them now. Well, this is, I mean, because we're, we're we are without both of our decent defensive-minded midfielders. Because even Marino is not not technically a you know a, 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 a N'Golo Kante or, a, or no. someone like that. He's, he's We've not, not really got a defensive but, midfield specialist. We've just got midfielders that we put there. I mean, Hayden Hayden does that job, but I agree. I think that. Um, I, I don't think he's a specialist in that field. He could become one, yeah. But um, I, I personally would have played. Um, I personally would have even put in like Lejeune further forward and playing him as a defensive midfielder and like, but literally in front of the back, uh, the, the 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 two centre halves uh, and played um, either Clark and uh, and, and Bemba. It'd have to be, wouldn't it be Clark and a member? But I, I don't know. I think, yeah, this this one he got wrong. Uh, yeah. He says, and he's not above criticism. And another criticism was obviously, I would have preferred Mitrovic to start ahead of Hosselu, but if Hosselu's starting and not working, which he wasn't, you've got to bring on Mitrovic with, because he could have brought him on at half time. Yeah, Hosselu was no. quite clear from early on, wasn't going to score. But our whole starting lineup between them, he's he's our joint top scorer this season with two after yeah. what twelve games or something. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. We had our entire starting eleven had three goals between them for the season, and two of them were hostile. So we're not exactly full of options either. But yeah, I agree. No. I think Mitrovic should have started. I think we'll get on to the the game coming up tomorrow or today when people are listening to it. But I think Mitrovic has to start that one. Yeah, absolutely. And with West Brom not having a manager in place and the guy that's taking, you know, he's, he's in temporary control, Gary Megson, you know that they're going to be playing quite a lot of direct balls. They're going to be dangerous from set pieces. And I would rather Mitrovic, because um, he's, I, I think he's better in the air than, than Hosselu. Um, and I think he, he's just more of a threat even, yeah. even when he, he came on for what, the last 20 minutes, he was just more of a threat than Hosselu had been for the previous 55 70. So, well, for the past four um, games, really. Absolutely. And if you want to stick with 4 4 2, I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't see how he can. Like, that surely is the end of 4 4. What annoyed me a little bit was Benitez saying, well, people were asking for 4 4 2, and now it's not working, which. Sort of feels like he should be above that, really. I, I can kind of understand him trying to use something to deflect the criticism. Yeah, it's not too. It, but he's not. He's not. He's not saying that the the fans influenced him because we weren't. We weren't really complaining when it was four two three one. We were saying, "Oh, it's a bit tight, and we'd like to yeah. be more attacking." But we understood that, you know. We don't have the players. And I think I said to you, beginning of the season, we were talking about how do you think we're going to line up? And I was saying, oh, we don't have the players to play a four four two, so we've got to kind of play a defensive, even if it's a four five one, um, with because we didn't know, you know, we didn't know that uh, Perez was going to be operating in that hole quite as much as he was. But there was an interesting stat um, that, um, you know, Chris Holt, uh, yeah. He's, he's some, yeah, yeah. 
He um, he put on Twitter that uh, in the 856 minutes that Ayazo Perez has played this season, Newcastle has conceded nine goals, which is one every 95 minutes. But in the 314 minutes Newcastle have played without him, we've conceded eight, which is one every 39 minutes. Jesus. And I don't, I, I don't think that's because Perez is brilliant or whatever. I think it's because when we play Perez, we play a 4-2-3-1. And we are I think he is busier as well, though. He does a very good job of closing down, so it just stops moves beginning. I mean, you yeah. look at the yeah. last few games, they've been able to build these moves, and like we're not great at right-back and left-back, and they've had no. the time to target that quite effectively because they're just not getting closed down. Mind you, the 4-4-2 for the first half hour against Man U was the, probably the best we've looked all season. Yeah, but I and, think uh, surely uh, that's the experiment over now. You'd hope so. And with Marino coming back in, what you'd expect is Marino and Shelby in the centre. And if you've got those two playing in the centre, um, you'd want to hope that with Murphy playing decent in the last game, and he, put, you know, he was all right against Manu, but you're against Manu. How, how well can you really? How, yeah. how much can you really do? The last um, two games have definitely been his best two games, but. That's not saying much, really, considering how he started no. the season. And he's a player that likes to cut inside. And Richie, Richie really isn't a get to the byline, put in a cross kind of winger. He's more of a, again, he's more cutting inside. He, yeah. You know, he's, he's not he's not Townsend, Richie, but he, he does like to sit a little bit narrower. Andy or Andros? What did I say? No, which Townsend? Oh, Andros. Yeah, sorry. Just clarify. I'm confused there, mate. That would be a good quiz. Andy or Andros. We just have to guess (laughs) which Townsend it is. They're behind a sheet. Um, I think if the sheet cuts inside, then you know which one it is quite quickly. (laughs) Um, When he's playing along with uh, Yedlin beside him, uh, Richie, Yedlin can bomb up and down quite well, but against, in a 4-4-2, Richie was, um, Richie Richie had a really poor game against yeah. Watford. He really did. He was he was caught napping for at least one of the goals, probably two. Um, I think. I, I mean, I I, I I didn't mind the four two three one. I know a lot of people were saying that it's too negative and it's too boring, but you've got to bear in mind we're not a very good side at the minute, and we need to play to our strengths, and our strengths are our discipline and and the um, defensive shapes and stuff like that and that's what Benitez has been working on and yeah we need to make we need to get back to making ourselves hard to beat and then yeah have a sort yeah. of 50-50 chance of winning yeah and I, I, I don't think West Brom are a bad side for us to come up against next um, I, you know it's much better to face them than to off the back of a Watford loss suddenly facing I know we got Chelsea afterwards but yeah. if it was Chelsea next then you're pretty much guaranteed for five losses on the bounce well, especially because me and Fergus are going to the Chelsea game so that's a guaranteed oh, well, right loss off. <laughs> <laughs> right off and definitely the albatross is there yeah <laughs> um, but then on the left Mankilo had a te- another terrible game and you're just praying for Dominic to get come back now which is Mental. Like, who'd have thought we'd be yeah. demanding that? I mean, I, I never thought we'd miss Paul Dummett. But I think as well, him, the lack of depth we've got left back means Mankio isn't really knocking on the door for a starting place at right back, which means 
Yedlin can have a complacent performance and know he's still going to get in the team. I think that lack of depth yeah. does hurt us. I think what we'll do, we'll do a, go to an ad break now and then I think we're done with the Watford game. Surely, yeah. unless you've got anything else on it. Yeah, we don't want to talk no. about that. Cool. No. And then we'll move on after these wonderful messages. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Dave, did you enjoy those messages? Um, I didn't listen to them. I was uh, checking out my, uh, my new suit that I bought. Oh, you bought a new suit? Yeah, for the wedding. Got to oh. look fly for the wedding. Nice. Yeah. Well, talk me through it. You can't just leave a suit dangling and then not... Not describe it in detail. How many well, rhinestones? Oh, uh, it's it's just got um, pussy magnet on the back <laughs> in diamante. Um, it's a cla- you got to have a classy touch on your wedding day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just a bit of sparkle. Yeah, um, nah, it's dead nice. Got a decent deal on it as well. Yeah, oh. so, yeah. Three piece, lovely little Hugo Boss number. Lovely nice. stuff. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, Natter listeners, if you go on to Twitter, we will put a picture up of Dave wearing the suit, obviously, for you to see. <laughs> well, That's I'm cool, isn't it, Dave? Um, or is it bad no, luck to think, see the groom in a suit before the wedding? doesn't really I apply, think, does it? I think it's bad luck if I put on the suit and drop, I don't know, marinara sauce down myself or something. Yeah, like just a little maybe, beetroot maybe. madras with the suit on. <laughs> Nothing's going um, wrong. Yeah, but no, we've done that. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe your suit was being advertised in the break, because obviously we don't hear them when we're recording. Have you done any adverts for your suit that might have been on? Well, I think I've certainly got the voice and the cadence and the uh, the vocabulary to sell a Hugo Boss suit. Yeah. I'm basically <laughs> David Gandhi, aren't I? Yeah. You buy a suit. Your suit, it's great. It's, uh, it's three-piece? What? <laughs> that would be the end Three pieces for a target. Um, so I was going to look at the uh, the Twitter questions I put out. Oh on yeah, because there were there was some beds being pissed on the on the Saturday evening, wasn't there? But uh, so I asked out on Twitter, like um, uh, you know, send in your your thoughts and stuff. Uh, David Stratton got in touch and basically echoed what we said, which is, is the army. It's, Centre mid, bet, really better than callback or Saive. I struggle to see what he brings in that role. Can't tackle, pass, shoot, run, dribble, or win anything in the air. I know the other. If you're going to pick and... tiny faults like that, then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. what can the guy do? But apart from all of that, what has Modiame ever done for us? Um, I mean, what I he, he brings are... height, <laughs> not, uh, but not useful height. I think you you said that he's just basically a, a cardboard cutout of Musa Sissoko from a distance. Like he's yeah. he's terrible. He really is, and he can't. So that's why he's not going to get a try. Um, Tony Armstrong said, "We're not as good as we thought we were, but not as bad as that game made us look." I agree with that. Small yeah. squad, mediocre talent in crucial areas. Striker number ten, fullbacks, and goalkeeper. Yeah, it's a bit harsh on the goalkeeper. I don't think. Yeah, Rob Elliott comes in for a lot of stick. I think he's just—he's quite a good shot stopper who can't really distribute a football very well. No, he's just—he's a—he's a decent championship level goalkeeper. I think um, lower end. If he was in goal at West Brom, it wouldn't raise any eyelids. 
No. Eyebrows. Eyelids. <laughs> they wouldn't raise your eyelids. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd be really um, shocked. Uh, some will improve with Premier League games and Rafa training time, others won't. Hopefully we can improve the squad in January. This is a long-term project. agree with that. I think that was the annoying um, thing. One last thing about the Watford game, just that whole improve of training time with Rafa. The most annoying thing about the Watford performance, which hopefully we'll see a, a bit of a recovery from, is the main thing we've said after every game this season. Is like We haven't got the best squad by any means but they at least try and we've not had that for ages and it feels like that just went out the window at the weekend yeah yeah but yeah, i think there'll have to be good. some sort of bounce back to that oh i hope so um bedford mag says what do you make of rafa's interview where he says we can't compete with brighton and huddersfield is that a fuck you to ashley or is he getting ready to walk once january window is finished and we haven't bought anyone again there's a few things in there yeah um i'd I think we'll definitely buy players in January. I think we need um, to. That doesn't necessarily mean the, we will. No. Um, doesn't mean that we're going to sign a... I mean, basically, Benitez said that uh, you, we couldn't compete with Brighton and Huddersfield. Um, well, sorry, we should be competing with Brighton, Huddersfield and Burnley, but there's players in their team that we couldn't afford. And that tells you all you need to know about the, the the mammoth task that Benitez has at the minute. Because he's right. Like, if you want to buy an average Premier League striker, you're talking 15, 20 million pounds. And that's not for a, that's not like a, he's definitely going to get you 12, 12 goals a season kind of striker. That is a bang average one. And we just, could, we got fucking Hosselou for 5 million. He's not, he's not good. He's, yeah, I've got the Benitez a, quotes here, which, I mean, yeah. if you're hostily reading this or hearing this, it's a bit dispiriting. Uh, Benitez said, our reality is if you want to buy a striker that scores 20 goals every year, then you have to pay £40 million. An average striker is £15 million, £20 million, or £25 million. If he kicks the ball forwards, it's £15 million. If he scores, it's £25 million. We didn't do that, and that's it. He's basically saying the £5 million striker we signed is shite but that's all I could get. <laughs> but he, so basically, I mean, it's Christmas Day, I'm back from the garage, the present I've got you is shit, but that was the only shop open. Yeah. It's not really a ringing endorsement. Wilting. They might stink of petrol, but at least I got you something. Yeah. He, he's not wrong. I mean, you look at, I, I said it before, you look at Chris Wood, and they pay, uh, Burnley pay for what, 15, 16 million pounds for Chris Wood? What's Burnley you went to, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And he's not a good striker. He's not. He's just a big lump that can, you know, that can hold the ball up a bit. And he's probably scored which, more this season than any of our players. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but he, I think, he won't score. He won't get double figures this season. And that's what we're talking about. That you know, we could re- could really have done with a striker that got at least ten. Um, and I know that. Uh, Fergus was hoping that Dwight Gale was going to get that, but I can't see, I just can't see that happening. No. Um, so, um, to answer Bedford's, uh, I thought it was apt. Um, I thought that uh, it's not really a fuck you to Ashley. It's a, it's a, Ashley, you've made this bed and I'm doing this well as I can. I think but it's maybe- a little bit of supporter expectation management as well. Because the yeah. crowd was pretty yeah, yeah. hostile at the weekend. And I think Benitez is quite rightly saying, well, we probably have the weakest squad in the league. So 
what do you really expect? Yeah. Um, but then, um, yes, yeah, so those were the questions that we got in. Um, oh, I had another one in as well on Twitter from Stephen Roper, who said, yeah. will we be in the bottom three by the end of New Year's Day? And entirely plausible, but we def won't go down 70%. So, yeah, unpack that. What percentage do you think will be in the... Or percentage relegation chance, let's get back to that, I guess. And will we be in the uh, bottom three end of New Year's Day? I think we're about... Um, as it stands, I would say we're about 15% to go down. Um, I say that because I think there are teams down there that are in bigger trouble than we are. We've already got some points on the board. It's not as many as we would have liked given the last four fixtures. Um, but even the last four fixtures, if we if we got, I don't know, like four points from them, 18 points, we wouldn't be that much higher in the league. You know, we'd mm. be two or three places, I think. Because um, there's a big gap now between like, I think Watford in, Watford in 10th or 11th and then the rest of us. Uh, and there's only a few points between the rest of us. So... Um, no, I don't think we're going to go down. Could we be in the bottom three at New Year? Yeah, possibly. Um, mm. But I think, like I say, if that we will spend in January, and regardless of who actually owns the club at the time, I think we'll spend enough to get us out of it. And I also think players like having Lascelles back, having Marino back, um, Atu back, and hopefully buying uh, a striker and a, an attacking midfielder that, of, you know, a number 10 that does the job that we want them to do yeah. or a left back or whatever. Like, having pulled them a back will make a difference. And I, and again, I think I as well, if you, when Hosselu has Atsu and Perez around him, we don't, he doesn't look that awful a player. He just looks like a terrible finisher. But the four four two, he odd, like weirdly looks more isolated with Dwight Gale up next to him. So I think we, yeah, yeah. I think with the right system and those players back, it will be a bit more optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I th- so to answer the question, will, could we be in the bottom three? Yes. Will we go down? I'm seventy, uh, no, eighty five percent sure that we won't go down. It 85%. might not be as. Well, yeah, I just think it's. I think that the, the teams that there are teams down there like Swansea and Crystal Palace, who Palace. There's I think so Palace will stay up. I think the worrying thing is a lot of what? teams. Yeah, I think Hodgson will turn them around. They're only six points behind us now. Yeah, yeah, but six points. Um, that's that's a big gap for for Palace to catch. Um, but I, I think the they'll. Weeks. I think they'll avoid relegation. I think they made the change at the right time so who do you think will go down then who's that well i think everton as well it depends on who they put in charge but i think they'll stay up well that that brings me on to something i was going to talk about i mentioned it before the before we start recording i'm gonna get the league table up while you do that because i've realized i have no idea who's down the bottom of the table (laughs) well so it looks likely um that alan pardew will be given the West Brom job Jesus. and also I've seen today that uh, Sam Allardyce has been linked with the Everton job and for all we hear about um, foreign managers 
stopping young English managers getting a job. I think that's absolute bullshit. I think yeah. football's a meritocracy at the end of the day. If you're good enough, you'll get the job. Um, the trouble is when you have managers like Alan Pardew, Tony Pulis, Sam Allardyce, who even even managers at a lower level like uh, Steve McLaren, Steve Bruce, these guys get jobs because they did okay once and now they just continually get these jobs and they're painted as these firefighters. But somebody once said that um, Tony Pulis is a firefighter who makes his own fires. Yeah, I think you, know you can put I mean? Pardew in that category as well. I think the only Absolutely. English managers who possibly have a right to feel aggrieved would be sort of Eddie Howe and who's the Marge Simpson one at Burnley? Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche, that's the one. <laughs> they could possibly you... feel slightly aggrieved. But yeah, I, I think the stats don't back that up at all. English managers do get a chance. I mean, look at that bright English manager at Everton at the minute, David Unsworth. Yeah. Maybe he's not English enough. I think that could be the but problem. You, <laughs> but you look at the um, the, the, the calibre of, of managers. I mean, obviously, we're, we're dealing with a legacy where um, there wasn't a lot of money put into coaching, um, coaching courses for young managers uh, throughout England for years. And it's only certain managers who are bucking the trend, like Eddie Howe, um, who's really, you know, come up with a team and he, he's doing okay with the team. I mean, they're, they're, they're level on points for loss. They're above on um, goal difference, but um, he's a decent manager. And the thing that'll... So he would have been a better bet for an Everton job or a West Ham job or um, West Prom or something like that. Slightly bigger team than Bournemouth, but just he, he's going to get kept out because they would rather... They'd rather somebody kept them in the league um, this season than take a risk on somebody who might be able to build a legacy. Yeah, and I think that once we get once once we get to the, I mean, Roy Hodgson, how's he got a job again? I think like he did. Like he's not doing too bad at Palace. They're in better form than a lot of teams. Certainly in better form than us. Well, yeah, but they're still rock bottom of the the, the league. And yeah, he's going to shore up their defence, but they are eight points. They are on eight points after 13 games. And yes, they're only six points behind 12th, which, you know, Leicester in 12th on 14 points. But they just, they look like a team that they've got decent players, they've got match winners in the side, but they're just a bit short on quality across the board and I don't I, know if they've got the money I don't to, know, I think if you lined up Swansea. if you lined up our starting 11 and their starting 11 and picked who was better, there wouldn't be many Newcastle players in that Zahar and Townsend would probably both get in there, Benteke would certainly get in there, Sacco at the back would Sure, but I don't, I think it's, basically, I it's think the ones I think that will probably go down are Swansea, West Ham, and then anybody from there up to sort of Brighton in ninth. Yeah, okay, so I, I, don't, I don't think we're at the words. I would say twenty-five percent chance we'll go down, but I don't think we will. But January think, is going to be important because any teams down at the bottom will be replacing managers, and that quite often. That will well, either give them a the, bump or see them the, relegated. The, yeah, the only two clubs in the bottom, like what bottom six, who haven't changed their manager, 
is Mark Hughes at Stoke and mm. Paul Clement at Swansea. Everton, West Brom, West Ham and Crystal Palace have all changed their managers already. Um, if only to remove the guy in charge. Uh, yeah. So they might get a, a bump now, but I mean, whoever takes over, if it is Pardew, he might go on a run of five games, winning every single one of them. But it's West Brom. Like, problem with not- Pardew is he always has a good first season when he comes in. It's the three or four that follow that before he's sacked. That would worry yeah. me. Same with Allardyce. He'd keep Everton up and guarantee well, them some 40 though? points. Because yeah, I think if so. You look, if you look at their team at the minute, Sam Allardyce, his, his you know, MO is to take over a club, sort out their defence, and play high percentage balls into the box for a big man. Everton don't have a big man, and they've got a plethora of attacking midfielders. To be honest, it would have been better if for their teams if Allardyce had gone into West Brom, because that's a team that's already kind of set up in the style that he plays. And if Palace, uh, if Pardew had gone to Everton, um, because. Maybe let's get... move, let's move on from other teams because we've got okay. the the game against West Brom to talk about. So it's probably tonight yeah. as you're listening away at West Brom. What changes would you make? I mean, we know from the Championship, Rafa does like rotating when there's a game in midweek, which I think he has to do here. Do you yeah. think Mitrovic will come in, or do you think he should do and will do? I think. So there's two questions there. Do I think that I don't think I think I think um, Benitez is going to stick with four four two? You nearly I called really Benitez Pardew there. I know I did, Dave. Um, because I was getting frustrated. Yeah, lynched frustrated. in Newcastle for that. Yeah, I know. Um, I think he'll stick with four four two. I think Marino really? will come in. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he will, and he'll stick with Hosselu and Gale up front because he likes them. Um, because they're both Spanish. <laughs> Dwight Gale's Spanish, <laughs> according to Twitter. That's why he's um, getting What on. I think he should do is, you know, get back on the horse, but Bronya. Yeah. Go back to a four-two-three-one, but Mitrovic up front, Perez behind him, and Murphy keeps his place. Richie keeps his place because I know he had a bad game, but he is. Yeah, it'd be good. a big call to take him out for Aaron's, and he's got four assists yep. this season. So I think and you should Shelby stay in. and Marino in the centre. I think four-two-three-one. Yeah. I think he has to go back to that. I think, like you say, Perez coming in. Personally, I would go Marino and Hayden because Hayden's back from suspension now. I think yeah. Shelby could probably do with the rest. And then really? same at the back. I'd like to see Mbemba come in for either fullback, but I don't think that'll happen. Well, Maybe Mbemba at left back. Mbemba, yeah, Mbemba for Mankilo, because Mbemba was all right. I know it's not his natural position and it's his wrong foot, but I, I think it would be... I think it would be wise. I don't think um, Mbemba did much wrong. On the... Uh, I think you put me onto this website before, the whoscored.com, yeah. where it compiles all the stats. Our best player this season, according to their ratings, is Mbemba. He's our I highest know, but, rating average player. And he's, he's played... A few games. It's not the massive anomaly it could be to see that, but yeah, yeah. But he he's not played in the games where we played 
particularly badly. And I don't think that his inclusion or exclusion from those games is why we played badly. I think he was so very think, good at the West Ham game, but I don't think Mankio's done too badly. I just think well, as well, midweek just, game, I could see him shaping, uh, shaking it up a bit. Yeah, the, um, there's a few more stats for you. The current run of four consecutive defeats is Benitez's longest top flight losing streak as a manager. Um, the uh, the only two we've only had there uh, two longer losing sequences in the Premier League: eight from March to May in 2015, and six from March to April in 2014. Um, I think that was Pardew and Carver. So that would be nice for West Brom fans to see. A sort of sneak preview of what's coming to them next season if they do get Pardew this year. One thing that is in our favour, though, Benitez has won all seven Premier League matches as a manager against West Brom by an ah. aggregate score of 17 nil. So we're going to win 17 nil. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, the stats don't lie, Paul. I'm just. No, I think. Uh, so he's not conceded a goal against West Brom in, in how many games is that? Seven. Seven. But you've got to bear in mind who was he managing at that time. Not us. Not us. So not not a team with Modi Army in there. <laughs> yeah. Is the answer to that one. But yeah, we will. We have actually got a little bit of depth ahead of this game. It's nice to just have. We're going to have to drop a decent player in central midfield, which is a well, problem we could have done with having before the last game. One thing that we we could always do, which is something that we floated before, is play all three of them. Play Shelby, play Marino, play Hayden. Then you've got a bit of height, you've got um, Shelby's um, spraying of the ball, you've got a bit of, a bit of grit in the centre of the park, make us really hard to beat. Marino at number 10, I think we said before, does that's where he does play for... Spanish under 21s I don't know if he does it all the time for them but it is something I'd like to see but I think Perez will be fresh and he's I think he's due a return to the team yeah I, I wouldn't mind to see that the old favourite bring the old band back together I think yeah. that would be, would be the, old, the old band then... with the classic hits such as 1-0 at home against Palace <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're longing for <laughs> typical Newcastle fans with the high expectations a one one nil wonders. That's what we like. Yeah. No, actually, I forgot. We'd rather lose a game four three than win one nil. That's right, isn't it? It's good. I think we were all starting to get a bit bored of knowing. Chances are, every game was going to finish one nil. It's a bit like we were a bit bored of the routine. Went on holiday to the worst resort in the world. Got kidnapped <laughs> and decided actually <laughs> going back to normal life wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope I it is the end right. of the holiday. Yeah. We've had the shit. We've lost a finger that's been posted yeah. to our relatives. We went away on honeymoon and the missus went off with the, the, the waiter. Yeah. We've come back. We just want to get back to a sausage sandwich on a Saturday watching Jeff Stelling on and the boys on Sky Sports News. That's what we want now. Yeah. Your normal Saturday's a lot more, a lot more manly than mine. I was thinking strictly <laughs> a, nice, a nice bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. So I think, um, what do you reckon the score will be? Well, if we line up the way I think we will, it's going to be a guaranteed 1-0 either way. I'm going to say to us. 
I'm going to, despite yeah. the way I've spoken for the last half hour, 45 minutes, I'm going to inject a tiny bit of optimism right at the end and say we might win 1-0. Same I think question if we to set you. up the way I'd like to play uh, with Mitrovic and Perez and 43-1 and all the rest of it, I think we'll win 2-0. Ooh. If we set up the way I think we're going to set up, which is Hosselu and Gale and 4-4-2 and all the rest of it, I think we'll lose 2-0. Yeah, I... I just can't see yeah. us setting up like that again. Well, they've all played on Saturday. Stubborn animals. It's true. Ages to make substitutions where we can all see it's not fucking working. Stubborn. I think one good thing about this recent run is it has stopped the you can't question Benitez about anything sort of almost religious fervor that some of our fans were having. Like part of football is you do question the manager. It's sort of yeah, <laughs> it's a I given. Mean, but, uh, it's quite nice that there's been a prolonged period of in Rafa we trust. Yeah. Because he clearly knows what he's talking about. And it's taken four losses on the bounce and a terrible performance against Watford. Even after the Man U game, we were saying, well, I can understand why he was doing it. And, you know, yeah. he knows what he's doing. So it took four losses on the bounce, a terrible performance for us to go, mm, that's too much, mate. You're taking the piss now. I think we agree. I'm not saying Rafa out. I'm just saying, Rafa, come over to mine. I'll show you my team on Football Manager. <laughs> We're currently sitting sixth in the Premier League, and it's the Ooh. same fucking team you've got. So I've yeah. just finished. This is the problem as well. If you play Football Manager, I've just finished my first Newcastle season, finished second and won the FA Cup. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> people go, oh, it's realistic, actually, because they've got all the stats. Like, piece of piss, mate. Yeah. So, if you're listening, Rafa, just get me in and, yeah, s- and sign yeah. some 19-year-old Brazilians. <laughs> it's literally yeah. that easy. I think that's it, mate. Yeah, I think we're done. So, we'll yeah. be back in your ears next week. Fergus should be back. It was a, he's only not here because he's feeling under the weather and he's watched, I think he said, 18 hours of documentaries about basketball or baseball today so it's there's something weird going on there oh i just thought we're not going to be uh we're not going to record anything between uh now and the chelsea game oh yeah so the chelsea result we're going to lose three nil yeah um whatever we play I, don't know, I think we're... i think we'll set up more defensively than we have for any game this season. I could see it being one nil either way again, but yeah, we'll Fergus is gonna be there and I'll be there, so we'll almost definitely lose. Yeah. Well All right, then, thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, Paul. And thank Mantle you to you, the Natter listeners, and we'll be with you again next week. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To 
reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.